0: having awareness learning from it yeah it's gonna happen right
1: yeah I'm trying right now to figure out how to teach this kid about perspective it's difficult he's nine years old
2: yeah you know? he's too young to really grasp yeah. per- perspective good luck like there that. he's starting to get there though Brian. no he like has some points every, yeah. he's starting to get to that age where he's starting to understand life mm. a lot more and I can tell just talking to him because I don't see him like all that often right see him like Every couple months, weeks, whatever, depending on like the time of year or whatever. Yeah. But, um, every time I see him, he's definitely more cognizant, more mm-hmm. aware of like the reality of life around him and stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. Uh, I'm pumped to see where Jackie goes in life, man. He's just, uh, he's still young and he's a, he's a wild little kid, man. He really is. <laughs> he is a wild kid. He's, you know? he's, he's definitely a, a little but, animal. But at the same time, like which of us in our family weren't. Blank.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that I did that were like, even though I was like a good, quiet, shy kid, yeah. I was a little butthole when no one was looking. You right, know? straight up, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I'm trying to work on, like. He has no integrity, because yeah. why would he? He's I a was, nine-year-old. He As I, soon as I'm not looking, he tries to get into shit. Yeah, I always
2: tell people all the time, like, I have strict, I had strict parents growing up, and I was like, strict parents raise sneaky kids. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, I was real good for a while, but once I started, like, realizing the state getting to high school, I started fucking doing, like, a lot more fucking better shit, and they didn't really realize what was going on, necessarily, and then I got turned 18, and they cut me. Didn't cut me off, but were like, hey, you can fight for your country, you can do what you want to. Right. So, now we're here. And,
0: uh... Well, what happens when you uh, keep an animal in a cage? You let it out, it's going to mm-hmm. go crazy. It's going to go crazy. Fucking, hey, I have all this fucking bad shit that I can do. Now I'm allowed to do this bad shit with
2: no repercussions. There are repercussions, and I understood them. But like, when you don't necessarily have it, you learn to leave a, live a certain type of sheltered lifestyle. Like you said, put an animal in a cage, let it go, it's going to fucking go off. And I didn't like go off, go off. I'm good at not getting caught, though. Again.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, that is key. Sneaky Kid.
2: So, anyway, well, I've been rolling here for a couple minutes, uh, about two minutes in, um, but we're here with episode 45 of Your House, Our Rules, sneaking Ayo. up on that episode 50, bro. Fucking still shocking. I can't believe that, that I've wild. been doing it this long, man. Um, Big five had a couple had, Yeah, had a couple fucking pauses and stuff. It's dude, we're, we're getting into year three of what's been going on, but shit, man, we're here with uh, Dalton Floyd, Jack, Jack Hay, my cousin. Uh, you know both of these guys. Uh, they have been on before. Um, it was like episode 20-something when we were down here in Nashville at your old place. We did it. One of the most well-received podcasts that I've had, honestly. We, we got into some deeper type shit on that episode and people were like, yo, man, I really like that episode. Try to like gear it in that direction a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why we are here, we're going to talk about some other stuff, but Jack has recently decided that he is going to run for office and um, it's something that he's been lightweight Planning, like, your entire life, I would say, because you've always done it. You went to school for political science. Mm -hmm. You've you've done all that. And now you've kind of given it the go-ahead to actually, like, sit down, fucking put your head down, and fucking go after it. Um, Now, a lot of people who have probably watched me on, like, social media or this podcast or whatever, want to talk about you, you were, like, the promoter guy with Heyman Entertainment doing wubs and stuff like that, which I played last summer and all that uh introducing it i kind of want to see where you are going with that because that's where everyone kind of sees you as and i want to get into the mind of like why you made this decision and what exactly you're going to be a part of like wubs in the hayman community with so
1: sure yeah all right well thanks for that uh, little intro there uh first things first as far as hayman goes I'm essentially fully stepping down. Will will I have a role? Yeah, I announced that like a week ago on the Heyman page, which if anybody doesn't follow my Heyman group, Heyman, we're a family. It goes beyond wubs. I am a big proponent of furthering anybody's endeavors, not just artistic and creative. Like if you're starting a business, if you're like, you should join that group because I will share your stuff and I will try and help you build a following. Um, that's a huge mission of mine. I'm
2: gonna start posting the podcast in there. A little it should bit. be yeah. Like
1: yeah. we may not some some things people don't care about as much, but the only way we're gonna know is by sharing things. Yeah, you know. And so and it, uh,
2: that being said, too, there's it's starting to grow. It's starting yes. to creep up on a thousand. We're people close, or coming on a thousand. When yeah. I made that post on Facebook the other day that was talking about like, hey, I'm trying to move forward with the podcast, trying to find guests or whatever, and you shared it in there. I actually got a couple people to bite on it. That's a little good. Bit. I don't know if it's actually gonna happen time schedules are weird and especially with me not being in nashville and mm-hmm. like not being able to sit down in person it gets a little bit weird but yeah, yeah definitely follow the hey man page if you need a link to it you can hit one of us up and we'll, we'll be able to help you out i know a lot of people know where i'm at on social media right um, and i'll link them in the description on this video so mm-hmm. definitely check everybody out especially now when we're moving forward with all this stuff yeah so yeah um
1: despite my stepping down i'm still gonna have some role in wubs it's my baby I put everything I did into those projects. The reason I decided to do this now was a, a, a couple of big issues. One, it was hard for me and my partners who I love and we have a friendship basis, like foundation to our relationship. We had a hard time agreeing on a, like our creative vision Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a lot of times we couldn't get anything done because we couldn't make an informed decision together. So I realized I might be wasting time. And one of the reasons I did WUBS the way I did, I wanted it to be more than a music festival. It's a place for people to escape and be themselves yeah. in a safe like environment. Like a shambhala. Yeah. yeah more, it, more, it was more like a representative of a burn more than a music festival. Right. And so I did believe I was helping people in that way. And that's what I've always wanted to do. That's a goal going back to me being a young kid in extreme poverty. Um, And now I'm just, you know, kind of deciding I'm 35 years old. Maybe it's time to shift towards leadership. Um, So that's where I'm at with it. That's why I made that decision. You know, uh, my biggest motivation, anybody who knows me and knows anything about my life, I have a nine-year-old son. I've had full custody of since he was two. He is absolutely what gives me extreme validation and motivation when I'm down, when I'm not feeling good, when I'm not feeling myself, I get up for him and I work hard for him. Right. And when I see him in the world that we're trending towards, and not just him, it goes to just for posterity's sake in general, for basically all children coming up, what kind of world are we handing off to them? You know, Even our generation yeah. has been handed the problems of the generations that come before us, and it seems like we're so short-sighted, especially in leadership. Yeah. We have these election cycles, most people come in and they realize the only way to get back to being elected is to kind of focus on what's now, what's the problems now. Yeah. We have very few leaders who are focusing on 30, 40 years down the line. Yeah, and, and we, also have, change, we also have we also have
2: leaders that have been in office for ye- decades on decades, decades, and they're they're stuck in an older time, mm-hmm. and it's harder for uh, newer people to necessarily get in and have the power to actually make a change. Right. Uh, but not only that, but w- there there's a certain level of like young kids don't really give a fuck about it. Yeah. And they- that's something that you need to like. We just talked about this in a part uh, episode. If you want to really hit a nice political like. Uh, progressive, not progressive is in like the left type thing. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be progressive in your politics or whatever. You have to hit that younger generation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and I know that's something that you're definitely mm-hmm. trying to do mm-hmm. and you're good mm-hmm. at, I mean, you're, uh, what? 34, 35 now. Yeah, I'm 35. Yeah, and you still have, like, this entire community behind you and this electronic community that is, like, a bunch of young kids. I've talked about that before, where, like, a lot of these people that I'm starting to see in the scene, and part of the reason why I'm backing out of it is you get so many, like, uh, young kids that are coming in, it's like... The shit just gets hard to navigate once you yeah, get Yeah, how do you fit yeah. in at this point? Yeah. And I've you, reached that. And you've done a good job where you're able to take yourself out of like the older mind state and put yourself in the state yes. of mind of a younger person and move forward.
1: Right. And that's actually something, you know, like you really hit it on the head there. We have to, or, you know, anybody who works with me or anyone who's going to work even on their own campaigns, you have to focus on how you engage with the apathetic, the alienated, and the disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. If you can't reach voters from 18 to 30 – you're not going to win against all the old heads who don't see things our way, and it's you know I'm just a very strong proponent that we have to make a shift perspective-wise, and just like if we're going to fix the foundation, which we have a strong foundation in our country, but we are letting it crumble for a myriad of reasons, and we have to eventually inspire people, which is actually the biggest one of the biggest motivations for my campaign. I want to show younger people it's worth putting time into politics. Yeah, it's worth being in your early 20s, run for local office. Run for it, see if you might win. If you get your friends to bet, that happens. That really does happen. People sometimes will just run unopposed. No one likes them, but they run unopposed because people are apathetic. And so was, how do we combat that? Yeah.
2: And okay. it was something that I had talked about with, um, Eller actually, when he came up and visited for Thanksgiving, I was talking, he was talking about your whole scenario or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the thing about it, uh, he, cause Jack has the, um, the, the end goal is like presidency. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a tall task. It's something that's going to have to be, a, it's a tough mountain to climb. Absolutely. You're definitely going to have to do a lot of work to get in there. And he was like, I think that he might've started too, too late yeah. because you're just now getting to the age where you can actually run for president. Right, right, right. And, you could have had uh, some more time in, in your younger ages to get there and build an it, especially because you're not from a fucking prominent family. Right. you're you, you have a lot more to do to do it and I was like, I was like, I see what you're saying, Eller, but at the same time, I was like, it's really hard to convince a twenty, a mid twenty year old, to like get into politics unless they are from that type of family. Yeah, they're like they're bred to fucking be there. I know it's something that you wanted to do, but when you're growing up with people who are all the same age, same mindset type thing, Mm -hmm. that's not something that they're necessarily concerned about. Yeah, like we've been talking about. So. Yeah, you you definitely got got to do some stuff. I don't think it's too late. I think that you're getting into it now, and I think you have a good mindset behind you to to start off where we're at.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's never yeah. too late.
2: I never agree. too late. Yeah. It, and
0: it's honestly not. Yeah. You know, thirty five sounds old. Might it, it maybe feels old, but it's not honestly. No, and you have your whole life ahead of you. Mm. Um, don't shoot yourself short. Yeah. You know, yeah. If anyone ever tries to do that, honestly, bro. And and I have known you for a very long time mm-hmm. since we were kids. Um. You know, I think it's okay for you to step back from the EDM community and really just take a look and perspective. I mean, you've been so deep into like helping people for so long, and I know that you like to do that. I know you want to do that. This is a great opportunity for you to do that, for sure. Yeah. Definitely something that Jack
2: has always been almost a downfall in like personal for personal sure. things that I'm not going to get into. But Jack is a very kind-hearted, helpful person, mm-hmm. and something like politics is definitely something that i could see you doing well in because um, you do kind of need that i do see a little bit of a disadvantage though with that mindset because you need to be able to play the game you yeah. need to be able to play the political game you need to be able to lobby and fucking mm-hmm. get the get the financial backing in order to get yourself to a point where you can be in office yeah yeah i agree with that
1: i think where i'm coming at it for uh my situation is Absolutely not. Not playing the game and wanting to hold myself to a higher standard as far as being honest and acting with integrity, which Mm. I 100% plan to do. All the people who are already backing me, I've had to talk with them, like if you ever see anything that seems out of character from me, you talk to me, like, hey, why are you making this decision? Because one of my biggest worries, I consider myself mentally strong and mentally tough, but I guarantee a lot of people get into leadership with good intent, and the game changes. The game changes. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't think it will. But you have to be aware of it. You can't go in with the hubris like, oh, I'm not good. Like, there's going to be people who come at me with very enticing offers. There's going to be people who come at me with death threats. That's guaranteed to happen with what I'm running on. 100% like people will want to kill me you know people are going to threaten my family they'll want to threaten my friends that's going to be something that i'm aware of like i know people in well, hopefully not well i mean I know people <laughs> in, yeah i know people in progressive politics yeah. in the southeast that i talk to who experienced on a much smaller level right so if i create waves like say for example the 2024 election is a little little less than two years away i think it's november 12th of 2024 so that's the presidential election i don't i'm under no delusions that i'm going to win the 2024 election but my goal is to kick up enough, du- enough dust, make enough waves, and start gaining a following to where people see, like, oh, he is a viable option. He's not going to give up. He's going to speak for and represent yeah. the people. He's going to stand up for the Constitution. I'm going to stand up for women's rights and minorities. Not, because- n- not even just that,
2: but name repetition. Yeah, name Yeah, it. I've actually seen your name on a ballot. Yes. Looking, people are like, who's this? Yeah, exactly. So you need to start looking into your beliefs and stuff a little mm-hmm. bit more. And you need to get on the social. You want to do TikTok, which is... Which is good. It's going mean, to start there. Yeah. I, well, TikTok is like the social media. Right now. Yeah, right. It's just, it, it is. Uh, we're starting to see a decline in like the the Facebooks and Twitter because we've gotten to a point where like we know it. It's it's mm-hmm. developed to where it is and become a certain type of thing. And TikTok is like the new one that's coming in. It's a good attack plan to have. That's right. definitely something to do. Um and the good thing about TikTok is the algorithms that are built into it are so fucking fine point mm-hmm. that, like, once you start posting stuff, it sees the type of people that are liking and watching it and the retention that you are getting from it. And it gears the videos that you are posting towards certain people like that yes. that are a bit with that. That It's one of the best in the entire everything social media. That is impressive. YouTube right. is YouTube is pretty good China, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they they did a they did a real good one there. So yeah, I definitely agree with the attacking that. Also, you have a platform on Facebook, which is probably your biggest platform that mm-hmm. you have. So I definitely would keep doing that and maybe attack YouTube a little bit. Yeah, for um, sure. We're starting to see Bailey keeps talking to me about Rumble because Steve will do it, is on that. It's like a new type of YouTube. Yeah. Her thing is it's geared a little bit more towards like the Republican side of things. But one thing that you said before we were doing this podcast actually was that you plan on actually running like Republican. For sure. So let's get into that a little bit. Like what what are some of the viewpoints that you have, some of the like things that you hold dear to heart, some of the things that you'd run for and try to back?
1: Right. Okay. A little bit to dig into that. The reason, because people would label me if you knew me and my activity, most people gonna, are going gonna to label me a Democrat, you know, more liberal. I don't believe in our bipartisan structure being so, it's just dumb. It doesn't make sense. Most other countries have multiple parties. They are, you know, like Sweden, I think has seven different parties that have legitimate stances at winning. You know, these things need wow. to happen. We need to open it up exactly. more so, because it's not so black and white. There's so much gray in between the left and the right. So I am more moderate down the middle, but I down the middle, but I definitely skew more progressive, more liberal. I don't consider myself a Democrat. I don't vote strictly because people label me a Democrat. I look at what people are running on, what kind of person they are. And that's how I choose who I'm going to vote for. And I have voted now for over ten years. I'm proud of that. Even though, sure, I have my questions about Good how you. much my vote counts, Good for you. but it's our only legitimate yes, means to change anything yes, outside yes. of violent I'm protests. So and, tired of hearing that. Uh, it's dumb, man. It's 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 ignorant to complain about the way the world is and not use our one means for the. It's democracy my first thing I asked. Well, did yes. you vote? Did you vote? If not, let's not talk. Sorry. So, no.
0: Jack, that was probably going to be my first question. Right. Um, and I was going to let you finish. But let's just jump right into that. All right. These people, 18, 20, 25, all the way up to 30, mm-hmm. the, the guys that you want to reach out to, how, okay, you want to reach these people. You've done a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. How do you get them to vote?
1: I think it starts with, for one, my reach in the underground music community is so helpful to what I want to do. People already believe in me. Most of the people who are already volunteering to help me on my campaign are younger 20s people who are like, wow, I've been looking up to you for a long time, it's nice to see you seizing these opportunities. So if people, it, like, it's just the same way you sell tickets to an event. You have groups of people who are like, I'm going. Now their friends wanna go. Same same thing, essentially. You have these people who are like, hey, like, this is someone who's like us, who represents word us. Word of mouth. Yeah, and word of mouth, essentially, and through social media, which is directly reaching the younger generation. So if I'm able to do the things that I already do, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty consistent poster on social media. If I do 30 to 60 second clips of me speaking about one issue, then another issue, nice and clear and concise, not muddying it with a bunch of other stuff. Here's how I feel about abortion. Here's how I feel about the mental illness in our country. Here's what I feel about internal affairs. Here's what I feel about domestic affairs. Mm -hmm. Here's what I feel like, and just do that. And then people can digest it a lot easier, sharing it favorable to the algorithm. And then before you know it, you might have some people are like, wow, he is speaking to something that resonates with me. I'm also going to operate under... I'm gonna do my best and have people help me with socials. I want to be able to respond to people who have questions directly. Like, here's how I feel about it. And I'm also not gonna grandstand and pretend that I know everything. I'm open to the fact that I'm propagandized like any other American citizen or anybody in the world. I'm open to the fact that I do not have it all figured out. I am a scientific skeptic at heart. I don't believe anything without seeing objectifiable, peer reviewed empirical evidence. But when I see those things, I don't allow cognitive dissonance to keep me from changing my mind. Um, and once again, like I am for transparency and integrity and honesty, and that's exactly how I'm going to run. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, um, one thing that you kind of pegged on there was you, you want to use like this, correct me if I'm wrong, but you want to use this like electronic community that you've built to help build your platform. Right. Yep. So here's the thing that I see with that. The vast majority of me being in this community now for five years or whatever, the vast majority of people that are in the electronic community, Democrats. Yeah. Like overly Democrat. Overly to, Democrat. To. Liberal. So, yeah, I mean, liberal
1: is a better way to put it. Liberal. Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: same thing. But yeah. uh, uh, the question that I have is I mean, I could see how there's all sorts of different people in there. They're mm-hmm. not. Uh, it's not all skewed to one sure, side. Sure, But the majority of people, knowing that they are like that, how do you necessarily turn that into something that would be to the side that you're running towards. And right. I know that you were talking to me before about how you've talked to some of the people, some of like the higher up people that you know a little bit well. And they're like, I would support you as a Republican just because I know you know your know your stances on right. stuff. But how do you reach the like lower people who you don't necessarily know, the younger people who aren't necessarily sure where that is? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you say some shit politically and they're just like, oh no. Yeah. Now fuck
1: that. Yeah. That's a huge issue. Overcoming that would not be easy what i hope is that my messages will be clear enough and just like you know if it's if it's coming across their screens you know if they'll listen for 30 seconds they're going to understand what i'm standing on me running as a republican is here he, and, and this isn't also set in stone the reason i'm skewing towards that is because i have zero chance of winning the democratic nomination yeah. they're going to have someone that they want to run because the i mean I, I like once again i skew more liberal but the democratic party is going to put up whoever they can control yeah, the republicans on the other hand are looking for someone to believe in Someone yeah. who's going to stand up for constitutional rights, who's going to stand up for free speech, who's going to stand up, you know, and I'm, I don't think we should take guns away. But touching on that, we have to address the fact that kids are getting killed. I don't know what the answer is. I yeah. don't know what the answer is. But mental illness yeah. is, that's probably the root. Like if we don't address the mental illness in our society, which stems from a lot of reasons, the fact that we have poor public education, it's not funded well. You know, we have police officers who aren't trained properly, and Mm -hmm. we have our older generations, whether or not they want to admit it, created the counterculture. And if anyone's not familiar with that term, it is essentially a very generalized way. Do I Google it? Yeah, right. It's essentially a very generalized way to say the impoverished and mostly minority neighborhoods who are forced into gang activity and drug dealing because they have no other means to take care of their families. So, so, is that what you're speaking about, or are you speaking about
2: like school shootings and
1: stuff? Like school that? shootings is part of it, but like it's okay. a like, well, so, they're two
2: vastly different things,
1: yeah, yeah. But what I'm addressing here is essentially mental illness being the root cause of these symptoms, right? Okay. So, this is all anybody who reads Thoreau or anybody who's into philosophy, which is something I study excessively. Um, Thoreau says people waste time hacking at the branches of a problem instead of focusing on the root, yeah. And the entire point of that is think about how much money and time we spend on, for example, school shootings, the person with the gun is like the gun isn't necessarily a problem. The person is. We all know that. We we want, like I get the reaction. I know everybody day. knows that. No, I mean I get why because we're propagandized. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't figure out some way to just be more uh, firm on how people with mental illness get weapons. But I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to pretend I do right well, now. You know?
2: Uh, here's the thing you talk about mental illness being like the root cause of that I could see it a little bit more with the school shootings mm-hmm. more than like the the type shit yeah the, the thing about it is though uh, you talk about it because some people have like the conception that mental illness is something that you're born with it's something that is like that right. but if we're talking about that with specifically the school shootings it's something that is like ingrained in you mm-hmm. from like bullying or whatever bullying exactly yeah and That's like, so right. like yeah. How, do we, how do we stop that like once again, proper funding for schools.
1: Imagine if we have less students in classrooms because we have more teachers we can pay for, more people who want these jobs because that's how it used to be.
2: Well, we need to pay teachers more. That's the fir- first way to start that. And we're we've got a teacher strike going on like right, right. now or whatever, and they definitely need to be paid more. And that comes
1: down to essentially everything that I want to do comes down to fixing where our tax money goes to. We need to stop putting trillions of dollars into our military budget every year, pull some back to focus on infrastructure, to focus on our education system, to focus on proper police training, to focus on cleaning up our streets and getting the homeless the help that they deserve. So they could be, you know, there are states that focus on their homeless issue and have a very functional way to get their homeless jobs. And they want to, like people who want to get clean, but have no way to, they're literally Mm outcast in society. So they're gonna get worse and worse. And that like once again we're ignoring these problems while we're so focused on other parts of the world I'm not saying that it's logical or realistic for us to pull away from everything we do in the world it's not it's not it would harm a lot more people than than do good as far as I understand which I'm not gonna act like I know everything but we spend so much time focusing on liberating these people and spreading democracy here and here's Christianity for you it's like we have people in our country dying every day Children like myself, like a lot of people we knew in Cheatham County and around the world, who couldn't eat, and like you know, but but like local governments are just forgetting about these. But people, at the same know?
2: time, looking at the United States as compared to like the whole of the world, we are very very privileged, and like oh, people yeah. have it a lot better here than like like our southern border, Mexico. Like people are dying in cartel wars and shit over there, and shit's mm-hmm. fucking absolutely ridiculous there. Mm-hmm. So like I can see the reason why we try to help a little bit more because the situation is just worse in other places. But I do agree with you with the fact that we need to focus a little bit more on what's going on here. Mm-hmm. If we can't fix ourselves internally, how are we going to fix the people outside of what's going on? So I have
1: a couple of job creation ideas and I'm I actually have quite a few. I'm going to mm-hmm. let you in on two of them here that I believe are my best ideas. One of them is kind of controversial. So I'm going to start off with the, the better one. Um, one of the biggest issues we have in our society is the fact that parents, people like myself, even parents in, or families in two-parent households, they don't have reliable childcare, right? So not only is that a huge stressor on them financially, but the kids aren't taken care of in a way that is healthy for them, you know? So what if every single neighborhood in the entire United States had a government-paid job, matriarch and a patriarch, so one man, one female government paid and your entire job is for when the kids get home to school, you organize the kids in the neighborhood. Ki- parents can opt out if they don't want you, yeah. but every kid can go to essentially one house in the neighborhood where it's a vetted position. There, That's their entire full-time job and that guy organizes them, that guy or girl. What do you guys wanna do, play football? You wanna learn how to fly kites, anything. You know? And like the, the reason that idea comes for me is because that's what I do in my neighborhood. All of the kids in the neighborhood call me Uncle Jack. They come here to throw football with me. A lot yeah. of them don't have parents. That is a very important part because I see kids who I can't help outside of the little things Mm -hmm. I do. I can't feed these kids, I can't discipline them. No. They need, they like, and that also would increase our camaraderie, like knowing your neighbors, knowing their names, trusting each other a little bit more. Which is a huge issue. Our community, as in a general, or in general, is eroding because we don't trust our neighbors anymore, and that's because we are all propagandized and, and led to believe. And I'm
2: all, I'm all for that. I'm, right. I'm, I'm bigger for like the whole small government helping the people around you, yes. less, less than the fucking greater whole. I, yeah, I, I, I am with that. I think that's a beautiful idea, and I don't Thanks. see why we would, why we wouldn't do something like that. Right. But it just gets down to the fact where it's like you have to get the financial backing mm. and the the uh, status in order to. Put yourself in a position where you can make these things happen. Right. Now, if we want to do it elsewhere, then the community itself would have to, like, someone would have to step up, elect it, and do it that way. Mm-hmm. It could happen like that, but the problem is I think that we're becoming so so socially distant because of this social media era. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so mm-hmm. connected with what they're doing on their fucking phones and shit like that that they're not necessarily worried about the people living right next door to them. Yeah. So that's definitely something that you have to tackle going forward with things because, like, the social media is a huge thing. It's something you need to attack in order to get votes. But at the same time, like, we're still figuring this shit out. So I, I, don't, I don't know how you would go ahead and attack that. Well, think about this. And you, may, and this might be something
1: you think about because you're not a parent. Uh, a lot of parents get their kids on social media early because it's a babysitter. Yeah, that's why they have screens. Oh, sorry, that's why they have screens. Mm-hmm. So if we address these issues where they need that less, less kids are going to grow up. Like Jack has a tablet, but Jack is damn sure not going to be on Instagram at nine years old. Yeah, yeah it's not healthy. Uh, but parents do al- like allow this because it's a distraction. And some, I can't imagine how tough it is because like I do not consider that I have it tough. Like I, my son is happy and healthy. I'm grateful as fuck. Yeah. Some parents though have four or five kids. Single parents, mother the one three houses down. I know her. She works all day. Her par her kids come home. Shout from school. out. Yeah, straight up. And she works her ass Man. off. Her kids come home from school and they, there's no one there. They, mm-hmm. they spend so much time in my backyard, and I try to hang out with them as much as I can and look over them. But she has no option. If she stops working, they're in poverty even more. Can't feed her kids. Yeah. So there's so many things like that, and you can't expect her to like. I bet she wishes she could do more but what are your options She could have less kids yeah well sure and i'm a
2: big proponent of that i think that we do need to have some some sort of like populate not necessarily population control but there's too many people who are putting themselves and their families and their communities in a bad spot because they have too many kids and cannot support those kids
1: well it ties into if we were to get free health care then girls at a younger age can get on any type of contraceptive or or men like i mean honestly For vasectomies are reversible. Yeah, I'm getting a vasectomy at the start of the new year, just so I'm walking more than I'm talking because I
2: talk about it. I'm gonna do it just because I believe that people should. I'm glad that you said something about that too, because you have your stances on like you know pro-choice, pro-life, or whatever. I'm a little bit more pro-life. I've talked about it before, but one thing that I do definitely agree with is the fact that vasectomies are reversible. So, like, if uh, as a man, as someone who is being like an upstanding citizen and someone who's fucking knowledgeable about shit. I'd rather get a fucking vasectomy than sure. fucking have, oh her boy. get her tubes tied because that causes all oh. kinds of problems. Uh, also, fucking, you know, birth control and shit like that, mm-hmm. that fucking chemical causes levels. a chemical yeah, imbalance and absolutely. stuff like that. And then you have the whole abortion thing, which mm-hmm. can come down to like an ethical and moral, moral thing. So, yep. like, at the end of the day, the easiest thing that we can do to help prevent that mm-hmm. is have dudes get vasectomies.
1: And what if when you turned 18 years old, it's like, Hey, would you like to enter the military? Also, what about maybe thinking about getting a vasectomy? Yeah. If you're going to be sexually active through your 20s, you know, just an option. Hey, look, here's here's an educational point or like a video, maybe not a video cuz people laugh like those but like just like literally like you go through a class like you do driver's ed and like, "Hey, make sure you're aware of the position you yeah. put yourself and other women in. You could get a vasectomy. It's reversible, it's highly painless." I talked to my surgeon so about it. So, are
0: you suggesting women they have a sweet 16 men. When we turn 18, we just get clipped. Well,
1: I mean, it's an option. It's that's certainly not. A, I would, f- that's not a fair trade. I would never. What? Well, what do you mean? In <laughs> what way?
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm completely joking. Oh, okay, first and okay. foremost. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. What if that like. <laughs> every, every guy's a eunuch at 18. Have your babies before that.
2: We're cutting your dick off at 18. Not just
0: getting oh, the sexy. But I
1: also do want to stress, I would never, ever, like if I were to get into power, it's something like you're doing this. It's an option. Right. I believe in freedom. Absolutely. I believe in freedom of your choices. I believe everyone should have the option to make informed choices, but that also comes back to public education because most people are educated publicly and we're failing them. Yeah. We're failing them i mean the fact that i i'm grateful that i got to go to college and that you know because like coming out of high school it was decent but it's it's eroding you know especially and that ties into a bunch of different things we have so many more kids who primarily speak spanish so now you have these classrooms that are full 20 25 kids a third of them speak spanish so well, now you have to tailor the entire lectures yeah, to that half speak english half and it it's going to not, not doll it down, but it limits the information each kid well, can learn. Here's, you know? the,
2: here's the thing about it, though. Like, we are one of the only countries in the world that, like, predominantly speaks only one language. Right, right. So I think that it would be because, you know, we do have the whole thing with uh, Mexico behind us. There's Spanish-speaking people. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of them. Like, if you live in Southern California, you have to speak a, uh, Spanish or you can't get by it. Right. So I think that it's something that we should do in that aspect of things to make people, you know, branch out and learn more it just becomes an entire thing in and of itself be more educated be able to speak more language be able to communicate with our fellow brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. that we try so hard to dictate even though we're not in their their country so uh, that's where I would go with that entire Mm -hmm. situation you know I brought this up a couple times on the podcast before we've got like China, which invented uh, TikTok, and we've got us over here. You watch a TikTok over here, it's a bunch of these teenagers dancing or singing a song or lip singing some shit. You go over to China and you look at the same TikToks that are really popularized. It's science lectures yeah, and right. stuff like that. Right. So uh, That's something that we would need to do in order to like educate ourselves a little bit more. Because I do strongly believe that us as like a, a country, our political leaders, they try to dumb shit down yeah. as much as possible. They try to keep people stupid so they can stay in power i I do believe that
1: yeah i mean it's definitely a possibility um this kind of brings me some of what you said into something else that's uh, like a little bit more controversial for job creation do i believe that we should just have complete open borders no but we need to stop acting like immigrants are the biggest problem if we're talking about escaping from being under the the um like not the rule but under the control of being Chinese consumers, because mm-hmm. they create so much of what we have. Same thing in a lot of different areas. If we actually focused on job creation, getting factories back up and running, like uh, the Chips Act, um, focusing on a lot more green energy, let some immigrants come in and work these factory jobs that Americans don't want to they give them to legitimate work. jobs. Yeah. Huh?
2: They don't want to work. That's why I was I was agreeing with immigrants. You. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. But if we get immigrants who want a better life, bam! You give them a good way to make good money, a legitimate way. Yeah. Also, on what you were saying. Why not have some, you know, kind bilingual Spanish women or men get into teaching Spanish and English classes in elementary school? You know, like job creation right there. It's a bunch of things
2: we can do. That's one of the more liberal things that I'm with. Like, I don't believe in borders. No, I I don't either. I could give a fuck less where I was born on this this country. I do believe in, like, me being from Cincinnati— like a certain level of community based around like Cincinnati, the West side where I'm at. I know all these people. I know how they act. I know what I, I know them. Right. In, I was born there. Like I do see that. And that's where I would like to have our governance, but I would like people to have more perspective to outwardly reach out and understand someone from a different Yeah. They don't necessarily have to influence how you vote in your local area, but you can learn a lot from these other cultures. So yeah, Yeah. it's just something that we need to get into. I'm gonna take a quick pee. Give me a second. Go go ahead and take a quick pee. And then we'll we'll get into a a couple other things uh when you come back. So how you doing, Dalton? I'm good. There's, there's a lot going on, you know? Yeah, man. Unfortunately, the first half of the episode, because he's got his thing going on with the running for office, we kind of had to focus a little bit. And when he comes That's back, okay. we're going to circle around a little bit. So um, one thing that I noticed when we were talking about the um, like whole abortion, pro-life, pro-choice, you kind of kind of got a little bit vocal there and didn't necessarily. So
0: how do you feel about well, so um, I actually moved to Georgia recently, and that's it, a... Yeah,
2: and by the way, fucking huge congratulations to you, bro. I'm so yeah. proud of what you're doing out there, man. You got a good
0: job fucking doing the day. I appreciate thing. it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, everyone knows um, there's a lot going on in Georgia with Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. Um, I have no idea how it got that far, but um, it, 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 it's not a secret, right? Like, heard- so
2: what exactly is going on?
0: Um, well, there, it was a runoff uh, for Senate um, uh, for, for okay. Georgia, and uh, everybody knows Herschel Walker. The guy can like run a football, but he can't read or write. And somehow he was this close. For Senate. <laughs> somehow this close to winning, yeah, um, for Georgia, which is a very big state, you know, with a lot of people live in Georgia. So honestly, it's like kind of embarrassing. Um, Warnock did win, but um, the, it, it's there's a lot going on, right? You have Trump just lost. The Trump of ev- uh, the tax evasion um, lawsuit, and we all kind of saw that happening, right? Like that's that's not a secret. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of just interesting to see the series of events, right? Um, and it seems like no one is talking about it. I understand it's the end of the year. You know, we have New Year's coming up. We have Christmas coming well, up. Well, I would imagine the
2: reason why people don't t- aren't talking about that as much is because it's more localized to Georgia. And you know, I live six hours away from you. Up. In well, that's Cincinnati, a big part so.
0: of, um, of of Trump. To they Trump needed Georgia mm-hmm. to go.
1: Yeah, if he would have won Georgia, he would have won the presidency. Essentially, is what he's saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Big landslide this yeah. week. Yeah. Um. So you know, obviously. So what? What? <laughs> what? Is, so are they
2: liberal now? Is the is it technically a liberal state now? W- or?
0: Warnock is Democratic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which right. the, so, and he
2: won. Yeah. Correct. So, okay. So that doesn't... That's not necessarily conducive towards fucking Trump when his new campaigning in 2020. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I see what I see what you're talking about. And with the whole tax evasion thing that they're doing, but, I mean, uh, at the same time, like, talking about that and how things ran up in Georgia or whatever, I genuinely do not believe that he has a shot to even run for the presidency in 2024. And if Biden is running against him, because I don't see Biden get re- getting reelected. Yeah. But... We talked about this a little bit on the last episode of the podcast, or two episodes ago on the podcast. I don't think on, like, that, like, a national scale, I don't think that it's as... I don't think the voting necessarily matters. I think that they're fucking picking who they want to, to do that shit. Because you look at the last election or whatever that we had, like, everybody was supporting Trump, and Biden is just this bumbling idiot who can't Mm -hmm. get shit together, but yet he won. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, that we can get into a whole bunch of different things about that, but uh, I, I see what you're saying. There's a lot of things going on politically that's uh, that's happening, especially we just got out of November. It's an election, uh, the election month, and it was uh, one of the even years. So World Cup. Yeah. Nice. There's World a lot Cup, going on right now. Bro, right.
0: Croatia beat Brazil. I mean, let's go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. These exciting times.
1: It is. its is. I've said it for a while now, man. Like, It is a lot of turmoil, but... I consider this the most exciting time to be a human being in the history of the world. What a time to be alive. There's so much, you're capable of so much more, you can be aware of so much more. It just takes, the biggest problem that I think we face as modern humans, not just modern Americans, is we have so much time that we have to spend chasing money, you know, doing all these things that it takes us away from Spending more time digging in and living life and educating ourselves. And it takes discipline, and we all know this. It takes discipline to level up and follow your passions outside of the nine-to-five grind. Because that shit can beat you down. It can beat you down, and we've all experienced that. But you have to overcome that if you want to be great. Something I tell my son and the kids that I coach all the time. First of all, you can do anything. You can do anything, but you have to work for it. Mm -hmm. And it starts early. No days off is a real fucking thing. Sure, you can have a nice day and relax a bit, but you, you cannot... Give up, you know, and just get lazy. You have to stay focused. And mm-hmm. if your goal is to be the best at anything, you have to outwork the other people who also it want to, to be a best. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, 100%, which yeah. I, I was never like that. Yeah, I could have gone way further with football had I taken it more. So, well, I took it seriously, but I allowed too many things in my life to overcome mm. my drive and You should have stayed in
2: Cincinnati, too. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah, if you if you were talking I, if I would went, well, went to if you would went to or you would have so many more opportunities.
0: You don't give yourself enough credit. You played D one football at, at a pretty big state college in the state yeah. of Tennessee, and and even though, shout out Austin Peay, even yes though sir. they weren't that great then, right? Look where they're going now. Yeah, they've
1: come a long way, a
0: long way. Yeah, or and they're
1: not ready to jump to Division one. That's the word. I don't know if it's going to happen. It might take a few years, but it'll be interesting. To see well, that and
0: to piggyback on what you were just saying. Um, you can do anything, you put your mind to it. And yeah. how many times do we have a friend that lives next door, we will, but we'll never see him? Yet we have driven from all around the country to meet here right now to make this happen. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, you're going to make it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's a mindset. Like you said, you have to, it's a lifestyle choice. And telling yourself, like, I'm not going to get. Dissuaded. I'm not, you know, like some people are socially anxious. Like you have to be able to overcome and get out of your comfort zone. That's huge to personal oh growth. Mm-hmm. Holding yourself accountable. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people may laugh about it. Uh, meditation is something I live and die by. Anybody out there who thinks it's a joke. I need
2: it. I need to get into it a little bit more. You've talked about Oh, it's, it. very, it's incredible. You, you've talked about uh or I'm sorry. You just mentioned um what did you just mention? I'm sorry. Meditation. No, before that. Personal uh, personal accountability. Personal accountability, yes. Yeah. yes. So you had talked about one to talk about this a little bit on the podcast beforehand and it's something that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Now, personal accountability is something that like everybody definitely should have, should be able to do it, and if you're not, you're kind of doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I'm getting to with me personally sometimes it's hard like I do hold myself personally accountable for the things that I do right I really am hard on myself but sometimes I don't nece- it doesn't necessarily register with me sure. that I need to hold myself accountable for something so I need the perspective of someone else right and that's something that I think that is important with that whole thing you should not only hold yourself accountable but you should also surround yourself with people that are willing to hold you against. Yes, absolutely. And I do surround myself with people who hold me accountable for the I things agree. that I do. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of get into a, a little bit. It, it, accountability is just a, it's a, it's a crazy intricate thing. Sure. And, um, at the end of the day, I just think that sometimes we're not able to do it as much as we w- were able to Having other perspectives and things is, right. is good. And we could bring that back to, like, the school shootings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. A lot of those people who are doing that, they're, they're like, the outcast kid that doesn't have those other perspectives. In life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, touching
1: on one second before we, we move forward from that, one thing I would also suggest outside of meditation that I love to do is journaling. Uh, I have different you, notepads. You got for me on things. that. Bro, like, and just be brutally yes. honest with yourself. Yes. Like, I I believe that personal honesty is what leads to being honest in the social world. If you're honest with yourself, you are more likely to be honest with others because you're not justifying your actions. You're not constantly creating this escapism type of mindset where you're like, oh, this happened because of this, this, and this. Like, Sure, other people's choices influence who you are and what you do. But when it comes down to it, you can control one thing, and that's your fucking self. And if you are doing things and making choices that are hurting yourself, speak it or write it. You know, I do that. Sometimes, like you said, I'm brutal to myself. And my yeah. uh, well, someday someone's going to read my journals I'm, and they'll be like, wow, this guy same, was
2: mean at, to himself. At like, the same time, it's a thing that you can be overly brutal to yourself. Sure. I'm brutally honest not only to myself but to other people. And right. Max even told me this last weekend. He, I was I was talking about like not going to the show or whatever and he was like, dude, just fucking lie and tell him you're doing something else. Don't tell him that you don't want to go or whatever. He's like, you could benefit from not being so brutally honest all sure. the right time. And sometimes like... I am brutally honest with myself, but at the same time, I'm overly brutally honest to myself where I put myself in a bad spot. and I'm not yeah. able to fucking maintain after that. That makes sense. So, I mean, it's good to be honest with yourself in all aspects, but sometimes like that brutality that we're talking about can be a little bit overbearing. And it's not well received. You yeah. Know, that's, that's another thing. I'm talking about myself on that point, uh, but okay. also also with others though, you're right. And yeah. it, it's, it's a little bit different because you really shouldn't be all too brutally honest with mm. other people. Um, I've learned a lot in my years now. I'm not nearly as big of a dick as I used to be. It's sure. just like telling things and like, it's something that I constantly try to work on. But mm. the, the brutally honest thing, like I left this group chat that I had with all my friends and stuff like that because I was like. Honestly, y'all, I was like, I just feel like I'm such an asshole in here all the time. I'm just always voicing my opinion that it's like pushing y'all away. And then it creates a box that I put myself in because I don't want to fucking speak on anything because I know that I'm going to be too honest about it and fucking end up overthinking. I think what would help you, and I
1: think I've said this to you before, is understanding, like this was a huge growth point for me in my 20s, understanding that your expectations for yourself should not be how you hold the world at large yeah. like say for example, you know let's just use my writing because it's on my mind I know I'm not writing lyrics on par with Eminem or Kendrick Lamar none of that I'm writing lyrics that resonate with Jack Hay and some people like them when you listen to my stuff I think you're like, well this is not good because your bar is so high and that's a good thing but you need to like I guess when you account like for anybody who's coming for you like to you for advice like remember that they may be, they may not have the same goals. Like, I don't ever want to be a rapper. I enjoy poetry, you know, so it's a different perspective. I will
2: say this, and it's something that I've learned over the years, like I was saying... I've learned that certain people need to be talked to a certain way. For sure. Someone like you, someone like Bailey, someone like Sam, someone like you. Mm-hmm. I can be a little bit more brutally honest with them because I know that they're coming to me right. for my honest opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's something that I, I have high standards and I don't necessarily think that that's something that is a bad thing. Not at in all. The, in, those, in those aspects. Like mm-hmm. if it's some random person that's coming to me, you might I might say some shit that's going to cause them not to do do that anymore right but when it's someone who like Bailey is a good example she's a member of your house our rules co-host of this podcast or whatever I want this to be as good as possible so Mm -hmm. I expect her to be as good as possible in the same way sure so I can do definitely do things differently to to have a little bit more of a cushion with things that I say but I do think the people like you and Bailey understand where I'm coming from to a point where I can openly talk
0: about it. If this. I could have ten Keiths around me at all times, oh, dude, I man. would not fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just like straight up, and then, honestly, that's why I keep Keith around is because like he's gonna let me know, and yeah. like you know, I have a lot of really fucking good friends yeah. out there. But not everyone is going to let you know when you're out of pocket. Yeah. You do I, that for me. And I you mean do a good job. that deal, deal. so bad.
2: I, I get it all the time, man. I'm very polarized. If
0: you're going to run for politics, be prepared for yes, man.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, something. It's going to happen. I've been talking to him about that like uh, – For years now. Right. Where it's always like, dude, Jack, you have too many people that are just telling you yes.
1: I'm aware of them, though. Yeah. I'm aware of them. I'm very good at knowing who's blowing smoke at my ass and who's like an avid supporter. I can see it it in people's eyes, man. But The thing thing about
2: it is when you surround yourself with it so much and everyone's just telling you yes, you don't necessarily know anything else. So that's why I take it upon myself to be that check. Yeah, yeah. I get it. And I genuinely do believe that fucking... I'd need to be that check for you. Sure, sure. Well, you do it. He does
1: it. Chewy does it. Charles does it. Lou does it. I've actually got a lot of people. Matt Henry. Sure as hell, don't let me do anything. Yeah, he's my number two. Honestly, he's a lot like he's Keith my in that way. Two. He's going to say yeah. exactly what yeah. the, and he may be completely wrong. He's still going to be convicted when he yeah. says it, and then you kind of have to be like, well, hang on, are you considering this? And he's grown a lot in that way Die too. on a hill. Where, yeah, you know, he's he's come a long way though. When yeah. he was younger, you couldn't tell him shit. Like, yeah, nothing. Oh yeah, not a damn thing. That's I mean, the way I was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's a growth thing, you yeah. know. And and going back to just speaking to people, like I believe in being very. Honest, not necessarily brutally. There is a level of strategy or tact, uh, mind you, that that you have to develop. When I was in my 20s, I was very outspoken politically in a lot of ways, but I did it in such a grandstanding fashion. No one wanted to hear me because people don't learn. But Jeff does this. He's terrible. Jeff's smart and informed, but he comes at people calling him idiots he, all the time. He looks. Yeah. He's.
2: He, he looks like a fucking like, psychotic moron when he's fucking talking about shit. But when he goes on his rants, (laughs) (laughs) he's very smart. Like, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. Like, the thing about Jeff is, like, he'll come at you like, fucking, Epstein was this fucking Zionist Jew. Yeah, right. He's an extortionist (laughs) from fucking Israel and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Jeff, I know that you have seen a lot of shit and fucking, you you know a lot more about this than most people, but when you come at people in this way, they're like, whoa, this dude's... (laughs) Whoa! This dude's a psychopath. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Literally, I mean that you have to understand if you're going to teach anyone anyth- anything. You have to come at them with respect, understanding that they may be ignorant of something that you know. And then, if you're going to argue with them about a position that is controversial, you better come with fucking evidence. Yeah. You better come with. Actual evidence that can be read and then not debunked. Because if you were just shouting at someone a
2: very controversial opinion, they're like, okay, psychopath.
1: Like you said, that's that's
0: gonna happen. (laughs) Yeah, you have to
1: be very careful. I tell
2: Bailey all the time, because like don't get me wrong, too, because I'm a lot like Jeff in that way. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Just fucking say whatever the fuck I want to, I will stand on that hill and fucking Mm -hmm. back it up. But I tell Bailey all the time when it's like podcast topics and stuff like that, I was like, where's the proof? Mm -hmm. Where where we need we need cited fucking sources in order to be able to like talk about Mm -hmm. this. And like, it, you can't be one hundred percent right all the time, no. but you can definitely do your due diligence to make sure that you're talking about mm-hmm. something that isn't completely off the cuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that I try to do here as much as possible, um, and I luckily I. Can't really think of any topics that I've had on this podcast that like were really like so off cuff that it's like it comes out later that I, like I was completely wrong about sure. it and I just look like a complete jackass. So well, and if that yeah. does happen, the best thing
1: you can do is be like, "Hey, I was ill informed. I was a little bit uh, too what's the word like too uh, you know ready to go on it, yeah. and I didn't pull myself back." And because yeah. like one thing to do, especially like so recently, I went through this series of documentaries that are you you have to kind of like search on the web to find them. I, I did this deep dive on. Black Lives Matter uh, which obviously let's just get that like Black Lives fucking matter yeah. but the movement in itself there's a lot of shit that was going on with it that is very um, it was just not it was spun in opposite way to push an agenda um, other things like you're not going to get into COVID but a lot of shit that was hidden um, about COVID and it goes to profit Big Pharma and other things these things have actual evidence behind them uh, we silence them through propaganda and through the media doing their virtue signaling and all this shit that's something that I also want to stand against. Like I believe anybody in a position of power who is knowingly lying and knowingly manipulating the public. I think that should be a federal fucking, I think it should be a felony. Yeah. I think it should be an absolute felony once proven slander. the other way. Yeah. It's why not? Cause that's what slander, slander and libel is like, yeah. you are lying. You are affecting people's lives. That should be a felony. I don't care how rich you are. You can't pay your way out of it. You serve prison time, learn your lesson because once we start holding people accountable for that shit, believe it'll change. But that never happens if more young people don't speak up. More more people need to be willing to fucking hold these people accountable. And And you can't it just just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You gotta think about the twenty four hour media cycle, right? If we have one day everyone's all in an outrage because we've changed the precedent of Roe v. Wade. Everyone does their protest. That weekend's a hot button issue. But next week, whatever happens, something else happens to distract people and it's done on purpose. You have to be convicted. You have to stand your ground. You can't allow the media to trick you into thinking that that issue's dead, because it's not, it's still not dead. We're still working on that. And that was this past summer. And I know people who have gotten pregnant since then who haven't gotten, been able to have an abortion, mm. you know? And if you want to have an abortion, that's, I believe we have, the government should have no say and what an individual does with their body if they're not harming anyone else and I will die on that hill. Well, I don't
2: give a shit what you like I don't like we don't need to get into this but there is the concept that fucking you're harming someone else because you're pregnant with another life.
1: And like you mean like, you're
2: pregnant you have another life that you're responsible for. Sure, but that's that why life. we
1: have that's why we have laws set up for when you can get an abortion outside of a medical emergency. There were still... You couldn't get a yeah. fucking abortion in the third trimester. We're not going to get too far sure. into this. that's Because that,
2: that's, that's a lot of it. But one of, the, one of the things that I said when we covered, like, the whole Roe v. Wade before it actually happened was... Right. I was talking to Bailey. I was like, one of the most complicated things about it is, like defining life sure and everyone has a different perspective of what life is right so that's when things get a little bit fucking crazy i
1: mean i think it's i think it's kind of fairly simple in general like if we're going to argue that we're pro-life and force people to not get abortions and then they have to have these children where's the social structure to help these single mothers take care of these kids where where is the social structure that makes sure they're not impoverished and growing up to Join the counterculture. And it, it, like, these are arguments yeah, that we're not having. I understand. If we're not going to help that, like, it, the whole pro life thing is ignorant to me because once they're born, no one cares anymore. It, yeah. No yeah. one gives one, a shit. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And that's something that, like, it, growing up in the west side of Cincinnati, predominantly Roman Catholic, one of the biggest Roman Catholic places of all time. As a kid, into my high school years and even early college years, I was a big pro-life guy. Under no circumstances should we be able to have abortions. And the older and older I get, and the more and more I understand shit and fucking the ins and outs of lives. The more fucking experiences that I've had with situations involving Mm -hmm. it and stuff like that. It's like, this is a lot more tricky of a topic than it really is. Yeah, I agree. we're going to we're going to drop that that one move on. Um we're moving up into about 52 minutes right now. Uh, do you want to talk about Britney Griner? The of situation? Yeah. So pop it off, man, introduce the topic.
0: All right. Well, I mean, it's no shocker and it's funny. Um, if anyone knows me, I'm a big sports guy. Any sport, honestly. You can just shoot any sport at me. I think it's interesting. It's it's a fun way to uh, get your mind off of things, right? Yeah. Um. So everybody knows the Britney Griner case, right? And and I honestly, when I first read it, well, um, let's
2: not speak in absolutes because not everybody knows about the Britney
0: Griner. Well, okay, case. but let me, yeah, let me finish. So when I first read the tabloid, I I read WNBA player in prison, and this is so. If anyone doesn't know, um, Russia is in a war with Ukraine, and right when it happened. She was playing basketball overseas in Russia. Just bad, wrong place at the wrong time. And when I try to put things in perspective, she is like the LeBron James. Well, she
2: she got caught with the, the reason T-T why she, cut she cut got out. caught with weed, and that's why she got put.
0: Was the Russia weed cartridge? Person. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, getting a little ahead of myself. But like, just the significance is like, she's literally like one of the very best players in WNBA. And and you know whatever you want to say about women's sports, she is a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was nah, she, she was a monster at Baylor, bro. No, literally, like when I tell people I mean she dunks, she's a woman that dunks. Yeah. I can't dunk, doesn't mean much, but very very great, awesome basketball player. Yeah. And um again, if anyone knows me, I'm not the most political person in the world and somehow I it's obvious because of the war. This has turned into uh, some sort of like war trade, yeah. and that is that political... is why
2: it ended up getting blown up as much as. What well, was it like
0: twenty one years or something like absurd I for mean, a weed cartridge, like, cartridge? They were trying to make an example. They're trying to leverage, create leverage. Um, exactly. And it's, it's been several months now. Uh, two days ago, she was traded for another human. Um, Victor Boat.
2: Victor Bout, Bout, bout. Victor Bout. Yeah, um, and and just doing a little
0: research. Everyone knows him as the Merchant of Death, but um, Mans Man's has a really good uh, mustache. Um, (laughs) Mans does have. He's he's literally known for killing people. So uh, we traded a very well-known basketball player um, for. A man who goes by the name of Merchant of Death.
2: Yeah. And if you don't know who it is, um, I think it's called Lord of War, was <laughs> the, the movie, movie. Yeah. Yeah. with Nicolas Excellent Cage. Movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never personally seen. It, at least I don't think I. Bro, I got it on did, DVD. But he was this Ukrainian-born, uh, which they at the time was the USSR, and he was an arms dealer for you know Russia and the USSR. Mm-hmm. And we just traded a six-foot-eight female basketball player for a literal arms dealer from one of the top arms dealers in the entire world when it comes to Ukraine, like mm-hmm. dealing all that stuff. So. I, how do how do you how do y'all feel about the situation? A little context first. Like let's
1: say, for example, um, we nab the head guy of a Mexican cartel. Yeah, there's someone ready to take his place. Of course. When this guy was gone, they were probably just like in the movie. They talk about how he was sort of like he looked up to a one arms dealer and he gave him no respect. And then later in the movie, he's a bigger arms... Like, there's always someone trying to seize his lanes. Yeah. So it's not like we stopped arms from being trafficked. No. You know, but at the same time, do I think it's a fair trade on, like, what potential damage you could have? No, but from a purely, once again, empathetic humanitarian standpoint, I'm just happy that a woman gets to get back to her family. Because for a fucking weed cartridge, we should be locking up anyone. Let me ask Plans you this. Well, it's not weed. I know. It's Russia. I know, I L- get it. Let
0: me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Did she or did she not smoke a blunt as soon as she got home?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I'm saying a hundred percent, a hundred
2: percent, dude. A hundred percent. And I mean, you know,
0: like honestly, like go ahead. Sorry.
2: That I mean that that is what it is. I mean, it's. Not the best look. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's not, especially when there has been so much fucking controversy around this topic. Right. I don't think that the first thing you need to do when you get traded for a fucking literal arms dealer from Russia who has been one of our biggest opponents on a world scale for decades, I don't think it's the best thing to do, come out back and smoke a fucking blunt. Sure. And like, I, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. I could give a Fuck less about Brittany Griner. I right. could give a fuck less about her fucking family. Mm-hmm. The point of the matter is, we've been at war, air quotes, because mm-hmm. the Cold War with this country for decades, and yeah. you're gonna fuck around with their laws in their fucking in another country that you know is hostile and get put in jail. Yeah. That's your fucking problem. It is dumb. I could it's... give a fuck less. Yeah. I think that she should be rotting in fucking prison right now in Russia. Whoa. And I do not right. think hot that we take. should fucking be... T- it's not a fucking take, It's a hot take, take bro. bro. No. no. It's a hot fuck take. fuck that shit, bro. Like, there's no... That we just traded a fucking arms dealer from Ukraine from one of our biggest opponents in the entire world scale for a fucking woman's basketball player. But once again, more... This has more... been the greatest women's basketball trade Hang
1: of on. all time. <laughs> Hang on, but one more time for context... He did not strictly operate to the benefit of Russia. No. He sold guns everywhere, they including didn't. to the United he States. Didn't, like did but, so like, but we
2: used Brittany Griner, or They used Brittany it. Griner's leverage to get him back. Do you know who the greatest? So he gun must runner, be important. Do you, you know who there. the
1: greatest gun runner in the entire or entire world is? A the United States. President the yo, fucking united states yeah. Oh, yeah. yo Sammy we, sam united yeah. states funds and and supplies weapons and shit to every regime in the entire world we yeah. do it to supplant well, regimes that we of don't just get them back them from do. Russia that they probably have Well that's my point there. though. This is this is literally a perfect example of spinning something in the in the media to make it look worse than it is. He's not going to suddenly start just the russian army isn't going to suddenly be amazing in 10 years cuz viktor <laughs> No, it's That's not. my point. He isn't doing anything that hundreds but, maybe even thousands of other people aren't doing including our military this
2: this comes back to the whole fucking personal accountability sure if i'm in russia and i'm breaking the law in russia sure knowing damn well that this is the fucking ops mm. over there and I have to be over there for whatever fucking reason. Mm-hmm. If I get busted and put my get put in jail, I'm gonna fucking do that goddamn time. Well, it's gonna fucking suck, but I know that I put myself in that fucking situation.
1: Here, here's how I feel about that. I, I agree with you, but I also believe that she probably, even if it's ignorant, she probably had a level of like belief that she was going to experience some type of political amnesty because of her position be, she's going to be protected yeah. and and she, she didn't was...
2: expect the entire Ukrainian Russian war to pop.
1: exactly off. and also on top of that had this not have happened at this exact time it probably wouldn't have been like this if she would have no. gotten arrested in most any other country they wouldn't hold her to their laws, especially something as simple. They would have been like, okay, let's extradite her back to the United States. Mm-hmm. Let them deal with her. Like This is absolutely a political position they tried to use for leverage. Sure. It's 100% but it's, what it's a, is. but
2: it's a political uh, leverage that they're using and being successful in. Yeah, we I lost this trade deal. This has been the worst trade deal of all time. <laughs> You're so dumb, dude. <laughs> You're like, so like, come on, man! Fucking, it's it's comical to me. Yeah. It, it really is, and I, I do, it. I do believe that. Like, if you're gonna fuck around, like, I, I've done plenty of shit that is fucking illegal. Yeah, but, but you know the consequences. But I understand the consequences of what's going to happen, yeah, and I, I think it. that people need to be fucking held responsible for the things sure. that they fucking do.
1: And I will admit, I don't know a lot about her life. She probably does not have a whole lot of experience with maybe being held accountable in that degree. I have Mm -hmm. no idea which, where she comes from. If she came from a wealthy family and I have no idea. So I'm speaking from ignorance, but she may not know what that's like. This could have been her first lesson. And once (coughs) again, I'm going to circle back to just the fact that she has a young daughter and I just, once again, you know me, I'm way overly empathetic and I can be, it's, it can be a downfall, I just cannot justify her spending 21 years away from her daughter who will suffer because of a vape pen. I don't, I don't, I you know.
2: Can, and I can not either. And you know what? I've said this entire time that she's been in there because it's been controversy the entire time that she's been in the prison. We should do everything that we can to try and get Brittany Griner back. Right. But there's certain fucking world aspects and how things are perceived mm-hmm. that we don't need to fucking do sure. in order to get her back.
1: Well, let's talk the play in general because why do you think, why do you think, my bad, why do you think the Biden administration would do this? Just give me y'all's thoughts because I have thoughts on this.
2: Well, I think the reason why uh, the Biden administration would want to do this is to because there's been so much turmoil that Mm -hmm. has been created in the country that they want to get her over here as like a win for whoever. It was the
0: same day. Trump was found guilty for right. the tax, and
1: which leads me to my point. If you're talking about winning over your your constituency, mm. the Democrats already appeal to minorities and women. Yeah, you're releasing a gay woman minority that Bernie plays is really well. Yeah. Wait, what? You didn't know that? If <laughs> I was to say she's married <laughs> to a woman, definitely yeah. fucking yeah. do that. But like, once <laughs> oh, sorry, again, that change. could be. No, you're fine that could be and might be logically why they they chose to do this because it is up and once again they're going to act in a way that benefits the democratic party because they want to further their power and honestly when it comes to our political spectrum you can't really blame them because they don't want to lose to republicans that they have so you know like is it right absolutely not i think it's a joke i think our bipartisan we have talked about this it's a joke it's all a joke it's a fucking shit show and
0: once again, hold them all accountable. Do we, so what about student loan forgiveness program? I'm a huge, oh, proponent I just tried to do it earlier down, this no, week no.
2: and they got shut down. Well, I didn't, it's not technically shut down. It could come back, courts. but it's probably, it's probably
0: another a move, it quick another grab. Sure. It, it, look at the timing. Yeah. hundred percent. That's why they do it. They did it for
1: midterms. Yeah. They did it for midterms. And that's just the way uh, our election cycles work. They're going to do these things that can up his, uh, what's the, what's the fucking thing. Um, his likability can't remember the term like his like percentage of how many people approve his approval rating. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, There's always going to be these things. Do I think that, I mean, here's the thing with the way we are sitting as an economy as like where we're at socioeconomically, we have to do something to pull some of the weight and the pressure off of the lower and middle class, whatever's left the middle class. Cause we are dissolving it. We are furthering the wealth gap and people just are losing hope straight up. We got to do something. And there's no better way to fix an economy, in my opinion, than to give people more fucking money to spend, freedom to spend things, and support local businesses. And then that creates this feedback loop of, oh, wow, maybe I can start my own business. People yeah. will support that. There's all these things we could do, and we ignore them once again because we're focusing on the wrong motherfucking things.
2: Yeah, yeah. we're focusing on getting Britney Griner out of fucking can, uh, Russian prisons. We're right? focusing
1: on trillions of dollars into our military industrial complex to build fucking who knows what and I'm not saying it's not good that we have the best weapons on the planet but none of that definitely
2: it's I, I agree with you on right. like limiting the amount because we spend so much more than every other country behind mm-hmm. us combined but one thing that people don't necessarily understand is the reason why we have the status that we do on a right. world scale is because of our military power. Yeah, we got the our biggest, economy yeah. is not the best fucking economy. Right. We owe everything to China. Mm. We're fucking trillions of dollars in debt. The only reason that they don't fucking come over and take what they're own is because we've got fucking like. Uh, there, there's this thing with like the fucking USS naval ships or whatever these giant fucking battle destroyer ships we've got like 20 of them mm-hmm. and like every other country in the world doesn't even have that combined and stuff for like sure that. it's just the fact that fucking when it comes down to it and we're not invincible no Ru- Russia fucking China and stuff like that they all have military powers that could compete with us mm-hmm. but it's just the fucking this dude's a little bit bigger, so I don't know if I can necessarily take
1: it. Yeah, that's that's 100% true. But here's an issue that most people don't put any thought in. What does all the military power in the world do if we're hit by a fucking asteroid?
2: No. Or fucking... And the, uh, me and Max have talked about this before where he said... The world is too advanced for another world war. Yeah, we, we have We ended the last world war with nuclear bombs mm-hmm. on, uh, on Japan, and that forever changed the world. Yeah, We are no longer in a world where we can have all-out war against each other because if fucking be someone launches nukes, right. the other people are going to launch nukes, and we can destroy the world ten times over. The yeah.
0: United States has 81 aircraft carriers. 81? There's 220 yes. in the planet out right. of every country yeah. in the world. To give you some perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about.
1: Yeah. Um, but to circle back on why I brought up the asteroid is because that's a very real issue. We've gotten to the point now with our... with our, um, Fuck, what am I thinking of? Like our space organizations where they track these things and it's very small percentages that we actually catch in time because we can only track so much of the sky. Yeah. It, imagine if we just democratically, like we should spoke to other leaders around the world all agreed to put a little bit more into our funding for space science and enhancing our satellites so we can see more of the sky and created a like i have i can't remember what i called it here um let's see Hmm. I don't want to have too much dead air. I can't remember what, where I wrote it. But essentially like just a unified like we, we put Space up a satellite. Force. Yeah, well not yeah. even Space Force. Like where we can yeah, track that's, that's the more of the sky. of the that's a yeah and then like it, literally of like, if People think of Armageddon when they think about this. We don't need to nuke Iraq we just need to know it's coming far enough away launch the side satellite attached to the side and point. a little bit fucking yeah. boost, and
2: it pushes but it the track. But they actually don't know how well that's going to work. of I, I, I. actually I well I that's what I'm getting into okay it wasn't necessarily that in the gravitational pool they actually had this project that they were launching a satellite up into space for mm-hmm. something that wasn't going to hit the um, the earth or whatever right, right, right. but they sent the satellite up and they were essentially going to ram it into the side of an asteroid and see if they can make the trajectory go off see how well it would work. And I remember seeing once it actually happened, I think it happened this past June or whatever. Someone posted like, we're spending all this money to see that uh, a satellite to go uh, observe a, uh, a asteroid. We're going and it, it just wrecks into the side of it. I was like, no, what you're not understanding is that this has been something that we've been fucking researching for decades. Mm -hmm. They actively, like, we can talk about war, nuclear war, what it is, but, like, we don't understand that a rock could just come hurling at us and fucking do, just completely level us. We've had four apocalyptic events that have happened and four known events that Mm -hmm. have happened. Four known events, which is important. And and on Earth, Mm -hmm. since its inception, since it's been Earth. And what people don't understand is I was explaining to her, I was like, the reason why we did that is to ram it in and to see if we could fucking divert its trajectory enough to fucking, if one was coming, that we could divert it away from us and pinhole around and fucking orbit Mm -hmm. out and shoot up into interstellar space or whatever. Exactly. And people just don't understand that.
1: They have, well, that's, again, it just comes from ignorance. People don't understand how big of a problem it actually is. I
0: have seen Armageddon. Right. Which is one of the most realistic apocalyptic movies that I think if it's an Armageddon it can happen yeah I mean (laughs) well like
1: you could do like anybody who is willing and wants to spend a little bit of time researching it I mean, I can connect you with podcasts that talk about the Younger Dryas impact theory and what happened 12 to 15,000 years ago. That's yeah. why we lost all the megafauna in the North American landscape because yeah, look up. the current accepted theory is that a not even a very big meteor hit the Laurentide ice sheet near the end of the last ice age. And it
2: wasn't just one meteor. It was no, a, it broke apart. Yeah. It
1: broke apart, and there were a lot of smaller impacts. But they've literally found they've found uh, mammoths, woolly mammoths, wow. f- like fossilized, like stuck. They found where they were standing upright. With food still in their mouths. Oh my. Femurs. They, f- you, their femurs are bigger than my, into- than my torso and snapped in half because of the impact. Not only did it fucking flash fry a lot of like ice and it became just like running water, right. but the impact itself broke their femurs yes. standing in place. If- they died instantly just from the just from the explosion from the impact wow. then you have
2: so the- before because I know you're going to go off on yeah, a fucking huge tangent you know on am. this one I'm just going to cut this one off it, <laughs> Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson yeah let them talk lo- look them up and and look into that because there's a lot that goes into this yes. this is a huge tangent we've talked uh, about it before on the podcast but like if you really want to know the like introspective things of that definitely check out those two people. They've been on JRE multiple times, mm-hmm. talked about, been on other podcasts, have their own like forums that you can look them up. Mm-hmm. Definitely do that. We've been running for a little bit now. I want to move it into our last section as I always do, which is what we've been sipping on, which is basically any media that you've been consuming. It could be music, video, whatever it is. Dalton, we'll start out with you. What you've been sipping on, bro?
0: Okay. Uh, well, I wasn't ready for that. So, um, like I guess just touching on, just living in Atlanta um, by myself, I've kind of... Touching back into things, uh recently recently single, past few months, um spending every day by myself. Yeah. Um really just actually it's so cliche, but just focus on myself. So with that, I'm listening to a ton of new music. Um mm-hmm. uh, heavy back in the gym, yeah. heavy back eight hours sleep. And um I know on surface level that's not answering your question, but well, doing, what type
2: of music you've been listening to?
0: Well I'm saying like for me with me doing that, I'm really able to, to soak in things. Um Wow. So on top of that, um, I, I guess the top new Tyler Childers album is pretty good. Not going to lie. It's not as good as the last one. Uh, but, but I've been touching on that. Um, also getting ready for new year's, um, getting ready to go to decadence, which is in Denver. Uh, if anyone's yeah. going to go in that, it's going to be a two day event. Base capital, baby. Yeah. Um, so of course, like the, the flume album is really good. Um, uh, saw flume on Bonnaroo. Um, at, I at need Montero. to catch a flume. Ah, sound good, dude. I, I, yeah. I was in a really bad, toxic relationship. Missed it halfway through. Um, so I'm really happy to revisit that. Trying to make that happen. Um, and, and that's about it. Honestly, I've really been stuck in like a loop of like the same music. So I'm trying to be aware of that and go in and like, delete a bunch of stuff. So yeah. if anyone's friends with me, please send me stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. Always. Anyone on the podcast. Uh, Bring most, it in. most people here fucking... It's always one of those things, uh, there's a Ravens uh it's a Bob Marley quote, but there's a Ravens Coon mixtape, it's an Electric Hawk mixtape that he does that I showed you where mm-hmm. it starts out with that 100, 100, yeah. 100 uh, yeah. with kimono dogs or yeah. whatever, and fucking the next lyric that it does is, one thing about music, when it hits you feel no pain, when it hit, when it hit, when it I hits It was on Bass Nectar mixtape fucking, first though, let's, I, I, let's
1: give credence to that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. I
2: think the quote is actually fucking... Um, uh, Bob Marley yeah, yeah and yeah. it's one of the truest things that I've ever heard like mm-hmm. there is no drug that is like music There's yeah. nothing like when you're just in the car and fucking it's just hitting you the right way And mm-hmm. like you feel light and fucking ready to go man So music can like you said you've been going through a lot recently yeah. personally and like music gets you through it So check out the check out the Tile childers children and talk out the flume album uh, send it. Anything else that you got, man? And fucking have fun at decadence because yeah, I, I saw that lineup. It. it looks it looks pretty dope. And fucking Denver is like base capital, man. When it comes yeah. to electronic, so, all the DJs
0: live there now. It's weird.
2: Yeah, they're all from there. Yeah, Jansen.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what you been sipping on, Jack? Oh uh, man, a lot. I'm really deep into my podcasts and my um, what is it? My documentaries. I do a lot of time just trying to focus more on learning. I've gotten way back into reading i um, currently about to finish two books right now. Um, and as far as music goes, people, you know, a lot of like, just because of my music connections, a lot of kids send me, I just call them kids. Got a lot of people younger than me send me their music, which is honestly a super big blessing. I love mm-hmm. hearing people's creations. Um, so I'm not gonna quote who exactly, I've got so many younger people that I follow that are really talented. Um, but yeah, documentaries, podcast, staying focused on my goals. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the one I just listened to it was a JRE with someone, I can't remember what it was, but it was really cool, really interesting. Um, really, honestly, you could spend a lot of time listening to Jerry's. I also love we Lex. Just to,
2: we just listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson one on the way down. Nice, yeah, nice. Love
1: um, that man. uh Lex Friedman's another really great one. Oh, I, I love, I love the Always Sunny podcast. If you guys are Always Sunny fans, that shit is hilarious, man. It's I, so funny.
2: I got introduced to that a little bit. That's over the top. It's a little much, but yeah. it's a
1: nice break because, like, I listen to a lot of stuff. It's more heavy content, well, you know. And like, yeah. it's a nice break to laugh. I mean, and, I
2: was talking to Schmidt on the way down here because he was talking about, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm bringing you down here, fucking free ride, just so you can entertain me or whatever I was like I like to because w- usually when he comes down here he drives by himself I was like I've learned to instead of listen to music the whole time I start listening to podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. and he was like well what type of podcast you listen to I was like I'm into like the Lex Friedman's the JRE's and stuff like that I was like I like a little bit more intellectual podcasts mm-hmm. like he was talking about some of the like uh, comedians that he listens to, and of course, Joe Rogan is a comedian. But sure. like, he's talking about like uh, Burt Crencher, however you say his name, uh, oh, he's Bill there, Burr, yeah. all all of them and stuff like that. I was like, I enjoy that. I like a good laugh or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to podcasts and sitting down, I like having like a very knowledgeable person on one subject and having a good interviewer who can back, sure. back, back, back off of yeah. it.
0: Okay, um, so you you, I wasn't ready. I'm not gonna lie, you threw it on me. But after thinking for a couple moments, um. I'm so excited to tell you what the hell I've been sipping on. So like, dude, so, like, where I was getting ready to go with this, I just froze up, but, like, you know, it's it's dark at five o'clock, you know, the days are short. Let's watch so some different. TV, right? And they kind of fucked us. So they dropped, if you guys remember huge Star Wars guy. They dropped Andor. I kinda told you yet. They mm-hmm. dropped Andor, mm-hmm. House of Dragon, and the Lord of the Rings series all at once. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Oh, uh, I watched it, House of Dragon. I fuck with all three of those. Holy. Oh, so really? heavy. Yeah. I and I wasn't ready. I, it was like, if I'm not going to take it seriously, yeah, I'm not, not going to watch it. Yeah. Not and now it. I'm able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um... If you like Star Wars, even if you don't watch Andor, yeah, that's the one great. I haven't watched. It's really fucking good. Yeah. And I hate it, I hate to tell people this. It's like yeah, it doesn't get good of the first six episodes. Right. Um, watch Andor. Yeah. Second House of Dragon. Awesome. House I would really good. love to have the somebody talk. Of House
2: of Dragons was fucking crazy, guys.
0: Yeah. It's. Good. It's really
2: good. It's really good.
0: Yeah. It's it's really good and I'm not gonna lie, I kinda need to talk to somebody about it. So like please if someone can reach yeah, out to bro, me, like I'll talk out. to you right after yeah, this. We'll talk over, about bro. it. <laughs> yeah, bro, because they're, like, fucking, it,
2: The thing is I'm such a big Game of Thrones fan and uh, like the have one thing you th-
0: finished it? Game of Thrones? No, the uh, House of Dragons. Yes, yeah, sure. oh, bro. Yeah, no. get, get real. <laughs> well, so I have not. I'm almost done. Nice. Um, I'm at episode ten. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, you haven't finished it? No, no, no. Oh. So don't tell me everything. Um, oh, but... that's the bad word. <laughs> and, 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 and the Lord of the Rings. I'm jumping on next. Um, haven't bro. started that. So heard great things. So so here's the thing.
2: Uh, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, Same. and like Game of Thrones was one of those things that like it, when it comes to like the whole fantasy aspect of things. I prefer Game of Thrones just because it is such like this political drama they're always compared to each other well that's the thing about it I hate the comparisons I enjoyed Lord of the Rings a little bit more because of the nostalgia but they're two completely different things Lord of the Rings is a hardcore like Fantasy, Nerdy fucking fantasy where fucking there's orcs, there's fucking magic, all this fucking shit. fucking trees. House of Dragons is a political drama with fantasy aspects. Yeah, Yeah, right. So the comparisons aren't quite there, but just the nostalgia part of it and like the -the over-the-top action that you see with Lord of the Rings. Fuck the... Dark dude, elf? So, yeah, bro. if you yeah, guys if
0: you guys notice, I've been like doing a lot of hiking. Yeah. It's because I'm watching that shit. Dude. Yeah. And I'm just fucking running really? through the woods. Nice. Like Getting pillaging nature, shit. Like you know. <laughs> pillaging, <Pilgrim Yes.
2: shit. laughs> plunder, baby. So what are
0: you? What, what are you? What are you sipping on?
2: Okay, so I haven't had. I don't have much time to like consume. I try to limit myself with consuming media as much as possible. Like I said, I got into the uh, new Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast on the way don't. down here. He's the yeah, GOAT. I love Neil one of my favorite He's people of all time. the The podcast wasn't one of his better ones. I feel like him and Joe were kind of like not on the same page throughout it. Um, but one thing that I actually did start recently was the new bleach season. And if you know anything about anime, Bleach is like one of the, uh, what they consider like the big four, or big three, yeah. if you consider yeah. uh, Dragon Ball Z in there. And it had this huge hiatus where the manga was continuing, but the anime actually stopped because of like, I don't, I can't remember exactly when it is, but they restarted it with the newest arc or whatever. And bro, this shit comes in fucking swinging. There's a lot of aspects about Bleach that where I don't like. Where can I like. watch that? What, what I got you a site. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll get, I'll get you a site. There's a lot of things about Bleach that I don't like, and the fact that like the main character is kind of just like this fucking god tier person who just kind of solves everything. But like the new season, the animation is fucking phenomenal, and it has this like '90s Quentin Tarantino fucking theme oh, and soundtrack yes. to it, bro. That's fucking just like it's oh, a slap. please put me it's on. It's a slap. It's only like six episodes in, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been sipping on. Cool. Other than that, you know, I've been on my uh, music grind. Uh, no as no always, Christmas tunes. I love Christmas tunes, bro. I do. The Christmas it, remix. It's hard. To, it's hard to get into them anymore because we have got streaming services and like I just want to listen to my own music. But um, I've been finding a bunch of tracks. If you have Apple Music or you have SoundCloud, I create playlists, which is anything that I download onto my actual track. It's called Slap City. I do one each year. Go check that out if you want to listen to some of the musics that I have. I can't really put myself to one specific person because we live in an era now where right. it's just like you yeah. listen more by the song than the person. Yeah. So that's what I've been sipping on. Uh, This has been episode 45 of Your House, Our Rules. Peace! Hang on. Before you end it, anybody
1: who has any questions for me, I'm followable on Facebook at Jack Hay Jr., Instagram, Jack the Lion, and Snapchat at Jack Hay. I will answer any questions anyone has, anyone who wants to
2: help out, and with this movement, I would appreciate it. And for sure, jump on that. I'm going to link everything down here in the description too so you can see that. And the second time over. Thanks, Episode guys. 45 you. of Your House, Our Rules. Let's go. Peace. That
1: was a good one, guys. I like that. That'd be so bad.